Welcome to another exciting edition of Chiropractic United for September 18th, 2012. This podcast is brought to you by CBP Seminars. To find out more information on the most published name technique in history, go to idealspine.com. And yes, that's an all new look at idealspine.com. Also brought to you by Dr. Fred DiDomenico of Elite Coaching. To see how Dr. Fred can bring your practice to new heights, go to EliteCoachingLLC.com. And finally, by my company, PostureCo, developers of the award-winning Posture Screen mobile app available on iTunes, as well as soon to be on Android, uh, available on the App Store right now, as well as the X-Ray EMR system known as PostureAy. For more information, go to PostureAnalysis.com. All right, Dr. Fred, take it away. Okay, welcome out in podcast land. This is Chiropractic United Podcast. Whoa, where have we been, man? Yeah. <laughs> MIA, AWOL, uh, I don't know what other acronym do we have. Yeah, we were just missing, that's for sure. We were just MIA missing. Now we're MIC missing in chiropractic. And, that's we're what all, we're... and, and as usual, you know, our, our, our podcast wouldn't be complete without missing deed, too, so. Yeah, we still are. We we still have uh, what's that uh, flying orientation where there's one plane that's always missing? What's that called? What's that? Yeah, the, miss- the missing man. Yeah, yeah. we got, <laughs> we left a soldier down on the field. Oh my God, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome back, Chiropractic United's online streaming video, bringing you the best of chiropractic in our opinion. Of course, that's with Dean Harrison, our missing soldier, with CBP Joe Ferrantelli with PostureCon CBP, and myself. Dr. Fred DiDomenico of uh, Elite Coaching. So we're always bringing the best in chiropractic, keeping you updated, bringing philosophy, purpose, science, management, and uh, everything else that's going on. Tonight we have an awesome guest who is not only our guest, but a colleague, personal friend who has an amazing story, Dr. Todd Pickman. Welcome, big man, Todd. Welcome, Todd. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Of course, a little... Brief little history, met Todd uh, almost a year ago now, showed up at a CBP, CBP seminar out of the blue. We'll let him tell the story, but since then, found it, uh, found it, saw it, doing it. <laughs> right? Okay. That's well, The six-word okay. or last summary right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make up for it in my, in my long, drawn-out story. Uh, I mean, hopefully I can keep it under three hours, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Just let, it, let us know. Like, uh, give us a little bit about your history and, you know, your unique perspective and how you landed. I mean, the, the big story is that you're really going to be the, the main adjusting doc at uh, the new premier facility that we'll talk about here in uh, just com- a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I will, I'll... I'll definitely let you talk about it in a few minutes, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be the technically the third largest chiropractic clinic in the world, and, and really, it, it's going to be the largest corrective care facility um, on the planet that we know of. Um, my history, I graduated Cleveland Chiropractic College in 2003, and my whole introduction to chiropractic was basically I got turned on to, to Gonstead Chiropractic my second week in school. And so I was basically told Gonstead's the best. It has it has the most scientific backing. It's biomechanically correct, and it can handle all of the most difficult cases. And so the type of personality and person that I am, I gravitated towards that and said, "That's something I want to learn. That's someone who I want to be." And so my my second week in school, I went to my first Gonstead seminar, and I went to like twenty five. 
27 or so seminars before I graduated. I was teaching the Gonsta Club at school. Um, and basically, at the time, the only thing I ever knew about CBP is we had like three people in a club. And I had heard kind of in the background that these CBP guys try to force curves into the spine yeah. as if it was. I've never, like, heard, I've never heard that before. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> so but, but you, know, you know, I had heard this as if it was some sort of bad thing. And unfortunately, at the Gonset seminars, uh, anytime CBP or traction was mentioned, it was really kind of talked about like it was this, you know, really just far out there idea that didn't align with what Gonstead chiropractic really had in mind. Um, and so, you know, I never really thought twice about it. I focused on learning Gonstead. I, 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 uh, I graduated in 2003. I moved from Los Angeles to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and went into practice with one of the guys that taught at the Gonset seminars, Mike Rosenblum, and he was my mentor, and he taught me a whole lot and helped me start up and practice, and I basically have practiced with him for the last nine years. Um, and really, you know, I was kind of on cruise control. Um, I wasn't learning anything new. I kind of knew my limitations in practice. Um, for the most part, our clinic was kind of known as the clinic where in Albuquerque, when, when someone wasn't getting results and they wanted to go to the best adjuster, they would come to us. And so in my mind, I thought we were absolutely the best and there was nothing better in the profession. And, um, you know, so I was surprised to learn. And, uh, and, and honestly, man, like thinking back, I, I, I think what happened is I, I was just searching online and I found out about a cervical dental and that, that was kind of my introduction into CBP. And I, I was reading about a dental I was reading about the website on idealspine.com. And, um, you know, it, it got me motivated enough to say, you know, I, I've done comparative x-rays. I've, I've, I've practiced for, you know, at that point about eight years and I knew my limitations and I knew what I could do, what I couldn't do. And this was something that kind of promised results that I wasn't seeing. So it, it caught my attention and, um, basically, now let I, me interrupt Todd. Didn't you, weren't you getting now, correct me if I'm wrong. We've had so many conversations, but you knew you weren't getting the changes on post x-ray that you wanted, right? Correct. Correct. So, so weren't you a little discouraged by that? Yeah. Yeah. And to just, yeah. And to really just, um, uh, to clarify that, I mean, for a while I was doing comparative x-ray and I mean, you'd almost have to hallucinate to see any kind of pre or post change. And finally I just got discouraged and said, okay, we're not really making structural changes. And so the way I justified it to myself is, Hey, you know what? We're changing the function of that segment. And there was this, this quote that they used to say at the Gonset seminars that stuck in my mind. And basically, they said that Clarence Gonset used to always say, there's a healthy straight spine and a healthy bent spine. And I just kind of used that as justification as to why I wasn't really making changes. And unfortunately, what I saw is, you know, I was in practice for eight years. I had patients that started with me back in 2003, and I had to take a couple x-rays along the way, you know, for, you know, flare-up or exacerbation or car accident, whatever. And I was noticing their spine wasn't getting better for them being under chiropractic care. It was actually decaying and degrading, likely at the same level as someone who had never been adjusted. And that's something that really bothered me. And... Um, so basically, I went, I went to my first uh, CUP seminar, 
and I'm sitting there in a thoracic rehab seminar and by myself. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, it was a tough one to start off at too. Right. And, 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 and so for that seminar, you know, weeks before I knew I was going, I was looking forward to it. I, I listened to the podcast. Um, I had actually ordered all the CBP textbooks, actually read through them in a couple of days. Yeah. You um, even started what you called in order to posturate and at the x-ray analysis system and EMR system. And you'd never even been to a CBP seminar. Right. That's correct. <laughs> that's dedication. Well, not you, by the way. Yeah, I've always tried to be kind of like an overachiever, um, but 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 yeah, and that's and that's true because you know I, I stumbled upon CBP and I said this is something I need to know, and this was prior to even going to a seminar. And you know, your guys' voices were so familiar because I listened to the podcast, so like Fred's voice and Joe and Deed, you know, all these voices sounded familiar, but you know, I didn't know what you guys looked like. I never I never had a face face to the voice. And I uh, were so disappointing. You're disappointed when you stop. (laughs) But you guys are all beautiful people. And um, yeah, you know, I wasn't disappointed, Fred. (laughs) I was wild. I think you're cute, too. (laughs) Just for the record. Actually, actually, Fred, that was your birthday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was that weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, It was your birthday. And I'm thinking, man, this guy, Fred, looks like he's, you know, not a day over 40 and it was your 51st birthday right ouch oh you had to do that you had to go there. <laughs> yeah you had to say that number all right well it's only so, yeah 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 uh so anyway to kind of like wrap up my story <laughs> start this going see don't yeah, worry I, fred i'll edit it out i'll <laughs> say I'll, I'll put in a 25 in there for you Okay. Yeah, nice. Put in like the robot voice, the computer voice. Yeah, you were twenty six. <laughs> so anyway, I, I had I had tried to get my other colleagues. There was six six doctors, I think five at the time, in two clinics that we had in Albuquerque. Um, and I was trying to get them to go to the CUP seminars with me, and unfortunately, no one could go. No one was interested, and I said, okay, well, I'm going to go on my own. So I fly out there, and as uncomfortable as that was, you know, I, I, I walk into the seminar. I don't know anyone. You know, I feel like, okay, am I in the right place? Was this a good decision? And basically, I remember Deed started teaching. He starts referencing all this research, and I'm thinking, man, there, research? There's research in chiropractic. You know, and like this was like a new concept to me, and I felt like I'd been under a rock or something for the last eight years. And, and guess what? The whole profession feels the same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And so I start, I start hearing this stuff and learning it, and you know, talking about translations and and you know, ARAs and RRAs, and I kind of had a grasp on it because I had read through the textbooks, but it was still very foreign to me. And I remember having this feeling of. This is stuff I need to know now and like and like feeling like I should have known this years ago. And so at that point, I just said, look, I'm going to go to every single seminar this year. I'm going to get my advanced certification this year. And, you know, I've flown like every. Yeah, two- I know we were making fun of you. You were like our little CBP groupie flying yeah. around, following us like every seminar. Uh, right. it's, it's very rare that the level of dedication that we see somebody like that. Well, you know, and and really, I felt I felt a sense of urgency needing to do that because I had hundreds of patients that I was taking care of. I mean, probably thousands. Um, you know, at, at that point, I was seeing about two hundred a week, pretty consistently. You know, working like three and a half days a week, and um, 
you know, I felt I felt a sense of responsibility to these patients to really be able to bring them the latest and greatest and best research-proven, evidence-based care on the planet. And so I needed to learn it. I needed to get the equipment. I needed to become proficient. There's no one in the whole state of New Mexico doing this stuff. And so I basically started implementing ASAP. Initially, I actually built some of my equipment with a patient of mine who's a carpenter. Um, and so we... You know, I can like I can remember building a couple traction units. My wife Linda coming in doing traction, not knowing what she was getting herself into. Because you know, I I I, I sat down because this is kind of how my mind works, and probably why I gravitated towards CVP. Uh, I, I I sat down and wrote like a six month goal, like on a, on an Excel spreadsheet, and, and basically had my goal of how many patients I would have under care, how many traction visits it would be per week. And had my six-month goals. And I basically achieved that six-month goal, I think, at month two. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and and so also, too, at that first seminar, I, you know, I, I listened to Dr. Fred get up there and talk. And, um, you know, it was my first introduction. Like, like you know, I've been in practice for eight years. I had never talked to anyone doing any kind of practice management, anything. So that was foreign to me because I felt like I knew what I was doing. And um, Fred got up there and talked, and I spoke with Fred afterwards, and you know just what he was saying, and he sounded very genuine, and the whole fact that he was tailored towards corrective care really just just resonated with me. So I sat down with Fred after that, and and soon thereafter, basically signed up and had Fred, you know, see everything I was doing and help me take it to the next level. So yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Well, one thing, you know, that I respect about you, Todd, and that and we all did was not everybody comes out of the gate as fast as you do. But but, you know, the chiropractic United also brings lots of purpose and there is a responsibility and you felt that responsibility. You know, this is something we talk about in elite and CBP and everything. But you saw not only the responsibility to be able to fix your patients, but also the responsibility to be able to communicate to them in a way that they could see it so you could fix them. And uh, you just took off, man. I mean, your practice started growing right away. Of course, you know, you had the enthusiasm. But, uh, you know, it's just like with you buying Posture before you even went to CBP. You saw it. You didn't hesitate. You did it. And, And most importantly, I think the biggest message here is not just the responsibility, but you didn't, you didn't think in a sense. You saw it and you made decisions without getting stuck in your mind as to whatever, whatever barriers, mental barriers that people create for themselves. You had a responsibility. You went out and did it. And because you didn't think about it, you just went out and did it, you were very successful right away. Yeah. I mean, I mean looking back as far as how I used to communicate with a patient – for the last, you know, eight years, like at this point, I've been in practice for a little over nine, but back then at eight years, you know, I, I sat down in a consultation. I never asked questions. It was always, I sat down, I told them everything I knew and why I was so special. And that was my rap versus, you know, key things that I learned from you that really were so foreign to the way that I was used to practicing as far as, you know, you sit down, you get the information, but then you ask questions and you actually relate that to the person sitting in front of you as a person, you know, asking them how, how they feel about these things, how is this affecting their life? And, and then using, using those systems and watching patients, you know, break down in front of me and, 
and just be so grateful and thankful that we were there to help them. And then taking them through care, you know, making these dramatic changes in their life, sitting down in 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 the X-ray uh, comparative report of findings, showing them, you know, structurally what has changed. And I mean, having people break down and cry and say, "Okay, I want to keep going." And 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 you know, at the point of not feeling like I was actually having to really sell anything to anyone, but just communicating on a higher level so that they understood what we had to offer and they wanted it. Yeah. And how was that feeling like going into, you had years of not, and, and this is not, we're not bashing Gonset at all because I, I really think that Gonset has, of all the doctors, Gonset doctors seem to gravitate very well to CBP because it's not replacing what they're doing. And wouldn't you agree as far as you, you can still practice the principles and adjusting in a segmental adjusting that you do in Gonstead? I mean, you adjusted me several times and then it's when it's time for rehab, we just take it to the next level. Wouldn't you agree? Is that how you, you view it or how you implement it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, basically, my whole setup out in Albuquerque, uh, and, 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 and I keep re- referring to Albuquerque because right now I'm sitting, you know, five minutes away from Deed's house and seven minutes away from our huge make clinic because my wife and I picked up and moved out here uh, about five weeks ago. But, but so, so right now I'm on break. I'm not practicing right now. But, but yeah, in, in Albuquerque, the way we implemented it, I had, I had, my setup, all my Gonset equipment, I bought a drop table, I bought an instrument, I did all the mirror image adjusting, all the postural adjusting, and then the patients that I was able to educate and bring over into a corrective care program, we followed CBP protocol to the T. I mean, there's really nothing that deviated from what I had learned in the seminars and from you guys. Um, and, I mean, for the most part, I was following the same thing I would do with Gonstead you know, segmental adjusting analysis, but, but, but really molding the two together, which like, for example, you know, if, if, if someone comes in and on an x-ray segmentally, we're finding a problem at T1 and T1 is a PLS according to a Gonstead listing. So technically there's, there's, there's a, 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 there's a convexity on the left side of the spine. Right. Well, well, typically with that, there's a right lateral flexion and possibly a right skull translation as far as CDP analysis. So in that, in that specific case, contacting on the left side of the spinous process is not only going to help the segmental subluxation, but it's also going to respect a mirror image adjustment. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so many things went, went together with Gonset and CBP that Really, I think I think you know, like something I want to do because it's really changed my perspective and changed my my just joy in practice and seeing results is really try to reach out to other fellow Gonstead doctors and get them to come out to these seminars and check this stuff out because it's just a natural progression. It's a missing component that was never addressed in the Gonstead system. Wow, that's pretty powerful from someone that's been there for so many years and understood the technique so well. Yeah, yeah, and and, and you know what? Through school, man, I I, I taught the Gonsta Club. I, I remember it started off like ten people. I brought in, you know, I built it up to sixty people three times a week. They were coming to my house to practice technique. Uh, and I've been to all these seminars. I brought all these people to seminars. I mean, I mean, really, really, I. I learned from a bunch of guys with a whole bunch of gray hair on their head. You know, Alex and Doug Cox, John Cox, Mike Rosenblum, Bo Warlick, all these really well-known 
Gonstead practitioners, very skilled adjusters, but they never they never really addressed pre post changes, curve changes, structural changes, rehab, and that was stuff that you know at first I didn't really think was important, and then I got into practice and I started seeing patients and realizing that you know that 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 sixty year old patient with a severe hyperkyphosis and an anterior skull translation. There wasn't really a whole lot I was going to do for them by just adjusting C7 seated. Right. right. You know? And, and so for you, I mean, well, some of the things, uh, getting back to with your enthusiasm, you started, you know, email indeed and I, some just like right when you started taking your pre-post changes. I mean, that, that had to really just be shocking to you because these were almost built-in clinical control trials that you had in a sense because they'd been under, you, you know, you were working on mostly patients that you've had, you know, consecutive x-rays on for years. Right. And, and then all of a sudden you, you change and add in a rehab portion and now you have documented changes not only with structure, but you witnessed some amazing things functional-wise with with their health that had never really changed except for temporarily. Do you want to go okay. into any of that or any spe- specific cases? Yeah. I mean, I mean, and there's, and there's really, there's really dozens. I mean, I mean, during this last year, I probably implemented full CBP corrective protocol with over a hundred patients, which, which, you know, going from nothing to a hundred was a, a lot of traction visits a week, a lot to, uh, to really juggle. Um, but, but basically I saw a lot of these patients through their care. We saw huge changes on the comparative x-rays, a couple cases that stand out. One of them was a patient that I, I, that I really, I think I'd seen her for maybe six or seven years. Um, and I'd seen her either weekly or monthly kind of on and off just really based on symptoms. And she was, I think 72 years old, had a pretty good hyperkyphosis, a forward, a forward head posture. And her problem was really chronic, you know, debilitating lower back pain. It was difficult for her to walk more than, more than, you know, a quarter mile, uh, while wearing a back brace without really getting fatigued and having, having all these issues. And, um, she started the corrective program and literally within three weeks, she wrote me this couple page email saying that this was the best thing to hit Albuquerque. And thank you so much for taking me through this because not only was she not having symptoms, but she wasn't wearing a back brace. She was walking three miles a day and she, she hadn't had those types of results or that type of relief for at least the past decade. Wow. You know, and that was one person, uh, like, like another patient who actually just finished care right before my wife and I moved out here. Um, she was 25 years old, real significant posterior thoracic translation. So created a huge hyperlordosis in her lower back. She had lower back pain, but she had multiple health issues. She had really thin hair. And, you know, I had, I'd recommended to send her off and get her thyroid checked to see what was going on. Uh, you know, she, she had not followed up on that. So I don't know what, what her blood work showed, but I mean, she had all the, she had all the symptomatology of hypothyroidism. She had skin issues as far as acne. She had fatigue, sleep apnea, uh, headaches, pain. And basically we took her through a program. Not only did we see a, a just crazy change. I think it went from a, a negative 70, 70 millimeter posterior thoracic translation of T12 on S1 to wow. basically zero. Wow. And, and that was in three months. And so huge changes in the x-ray and basically symptom free. Like it changed her life. She, she sat there with her mom, you know, during, during the consult showing the post x-ray crying, 
And, uh, I mean, just that stuff that I, you know, in all my years of practice, I never experienced that. I never got to sit down with a patient and really get to see that magnitude of changes. And she was crying because she got great change and she loved it, not crying because she, she didn't get any change. That's just wanted to clarify in case somebody just came in midstream in the podcast. Right. Crying. <laughs> okay. And, and, you know, something, something Fred, Fred pointed out on a, on a past podcast that I heard. And at that point, you know, um, you know, it was kind of a, kind of a newer concept to me, but I had a chance to really test it is he said, he said, you know what? Traditional chiropractic segmental adjusting gets awesome results. You know, we change lives, but doing corrective care takes it to a whole new level. Not only is it, is it, is it that you're seeing these changes more consistently and more frequently, but it's almost predictable. And, and that's something for me being a very skeptical minded person that's stuff that I've always yearned for as far as just having a scientific basis, a predictable um, basis to what we do as chiropractors. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, no question, man. And, and I always I always go over this. You know, you go to the CBP biomechanics seminar and you realize that everything is spinal cord. I mean, you change curves, you expect affect spinal cord. You know, that was the thing about Gonsad because I was I was a Gonsad practitioner. I mean, I gowned and scoped everybody the first couple of years, and then I got kind of too busy to gown them, but I still scoped them all the way through 15 years of practice. I was still using a scope wow. for segmental adjusting. So, and, you know, I got my philosophy from DE, but, you know, I agree, man. A segmental adjustment, a Gonsad adjustment was awesome, and I would see great organ changes, but they wouldn't stay. And then there was some people that it was just tough to get some of those organ problems gone. And then when I started curve correction, man, boom, it's like, oh, my God, man, organs heal. Yeah. And then you go to CBP and you learn about the stresses on the spinal cord that are actual physical stresses. And it's like, man, you have torsion, shearing, twisting, uh, you know, compression, tension. And all these forces on a cord are incompatible with life. And then you really learn that curve problems are a life or death condition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and that's, I mean, that, that whole aspect, as far as, as far as looking at it, spinal cord versus spinal nerve, you know, looking at it global versus segmental, I mean, combining basically everything I've done in Gonstead with, with a very specific segmental adjustment. And then everything now that I'm learning in CVP, which is just, such a different level of x-ray analysis and postural analysis. I mean, now it's really just addressing more, more issues in the patient. I mean, it's, 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 uh, you know, I I have other, I have other colleagues that I've, I I talk to weekly, like other buddies of mine who are Gonset practitioners who are very interested to start learning about CBP because they've seen what I've done. Mm -hmm. And, the questions they ask are the same things that 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 really I had in my mind prior to me being exposed to this work. You know, like really, um, I mean, just there's a there's a huge a huge misconception. I think is really where I'm going with this is that is that I think I think a lot of Gonstead guys out there think that that CBP somehow has some kind of anti-Gonstead stance. 
And, 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 and actually just yesterday, actually, I found a Gonstead doctor out here in Idaho and I wanted to meet up with him. Um, and he lived about 20, 20 minutes away from here. His practice was 20 minutes away. I drove out there, super nice guy, skilled adjuster, been in practice for over 20 years. And I'm looking at x-rays with him. He's taking, you know, full spine, 14 by 36 inch films, like, just like we did before we got digital. Mm-hmm. And, and he's asking me different questions on these films and we're kind of going through it. And I'm pointing stuff out like, okay, well, that fifth lumbar disc has wedging at the posterior because of the rib cage, mm-hmm. because of posterior thoracic translation. And as much as you try to pull and lift and do whatever to L5, you're never going to change that disc angle until you translate the entire rib cage forward. Yep. And that's stuff that if someone would have told me that two years ago, I would have been like, okay, you're speaking a different language. I don't even know what you're saying. And, and basically he kind of looked at me like, wow, this is, this is something I've never heard of before. And, uh, you know, after talking to him, he seemed like he was very open to it. I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping to get him to come out, come out to some seminars. Um, but something, something he said to me, which I thought was funny, and last night I was over at Deed's house and I was telling him about this, he kind of laughed, is uh, this guy, you know, I, I, I'd initially talked to him on the phone before driving out there, and I was telling him that I, I'd moved out here, I'm a, you know, I'm a Gonstead chiropractor, and I also do CBP, and, and uh, I joined up with Deed Harrison, and, um, and he said, he said, Deed Harrison of CBP, you joined up with him? And I said, yeah. And he said, the same Deed that wrote a paper saying that, that he didn't like Gonstead? And, <laughs> and, and, and then, so anyway, I had to kind of clarify that for him a little bit. But that, that really opens up, um, you know, I think a topic that needs to and that is that, that unfortunately, it, like in our profession is like one of the only professions that does that is that we hold on to certain dogmas that we learn and we hold on to it so tight that when someone challenges it, even if they challenge it in a scientific clinical perspective, that we can't say, okay, I'm going to look at that side of the equation and balance this out and see if there's validity to it. But, but instead take it as a, take it as some kind of personal attack. Right. You know, and, and, and so ultimately, you know, I, I clarified things for him and kind of smoothed it over and he kind of understood. But, but last night when I was talking to Deed about it, you know, I mean, Deed, Dean basically referenced um, the paper that was written about different different projection errors. Yep. You know, with with, with looking at looking at pelvic analysis. Yeah, and it was his father that wrote the paper, and it was on the AP full spine is the worst radiographic view in the history of chiropractic or something like that. You know, because his dad used to love to you know win friends over with titles like that, and <laughs> uh, it was in uh, chiropractic technique. Uh, out of, yeah, he, out didn't, of he didn't hate Gonstead. He hated everybody. Yeah, and it wasn't, he wasn't prejudice. <laughs> and, and you know, but but you know, it, it didn't. He didn't hate Gonstead. I mean, if it if it wasn't for a Gonstead doctor, we would have never really had CBP because Don would have never went to to school. You know, right. so I mean, yeah. he had utmost respect, and you know, it's just that as you learn things, you realize, hey, you know what? This was really really impressive stuff. But I think there's something a little bit more, and I think there's something that we can do a little bit more. And I think, you know, I, I, some of the biggest misconceptions, first of all, that I, I've always heard through my career is they think somehow, you know, the super straight doctors think that we're mixing somehow because we exercise and we do traction. We talk about nutrition, you know, and traction is just a slow adjustment over time is the way we look at it. And if, and if anybody, you know, says that we shouldn't exercise, they're just a, they're, they, 
I, I wouldn't even have a conversation with them. I mean, that, that doesn't even make any sense. Or, right. or eat poorly because, you know, you can fix all the subluxations in a world, but if you put garbage in, you get garbage out. But I think, you know, since I've been doing this for a while, since like 1995, and I've seen, you know, I was there. I was that club person that, you know, really, you know, wasn't probably the friendliest to other techniques. I didn't know any better, and it was kind of almost bred into me. And I, I was just as bad as, the, you know, the Gonstead or the Pierce doctors were back to us, you know, back in those technique wars. And then I realized, you know, we have way more in common than people think. And, you know, I, what I found is that the people that really gravitate to CBP, there's two, two groups. They're Gonstead doctors and upper cervical doctors. Those tend to be the most drawn into CBP because we have so much overlap with both systems and we're critical thinkers and we want to see real results. And it's not like uh, what I would say is, okay, people always remember that one change that they got and they, they think that all their x-rays are like that. And then you ask them, well, let's go and you know, look at some x-rays. It's predictable, like you touched on it. It's predictable changes. And when you don't see those improvements, you wonder, well, wow, that's, we were expecting a good change, you know, and what happened? You know, it's instead of saying, wow, that was a great change. I don't know how that happened. You know, we expect these these changes. And I, I really think that if people open up their eyes, you can continue doing the same things that you're doing now, regardless. Even if you are like a mixer type doctor that actually uses all these different types of modalities in their office, hey, you know what? That's great. If you do manipulation under anesthesia, hey, wonderful. Maybe do it in a mirror image, but no, I'm just joking. But, you know, seriously, I mean, um, this is the next evolution. So you get that person, they're feeling great. Now what do you do? You just reduce their care. And it's not about money. We're about changing lives and changing spines. And that's how you have to do it. I mean, you have to change posture and structure to affect the lives, like uh, Dr. Fred was saying. Your spinal cord, I mean, it's not just a segmental problem. It's a global problem. And we always say, okay, well, you know what? Let's just go ahead. I want you to keep your head in one position. Let's just move C5. You know, it. Yeah, you're going to have segmental dysfunctions, but your spine moves globally. And anybody that does any motion-type x-ray will see you move the posture, it moves the spine, um, right. except for in sig significant ligamentous injuries. So I, I really see that, you know, if more doctors saw it through your, your lenses in your eyes, it is very, very accommodating our, our rehab methods to whatever that doctor does. Right. Well, well you know, and, and, and really to take this whole thing and – and just apply it to myself personally and selfishly, okay, is I don't have a great curve in my neck. And this is, this is my result of years and years of specific segmental adjusting is I have, you know, a positive one degree curve in my neck as far as an ARA, which is not good. You know, and for all the listeners out there, uh, we're looking for like, you know, a negative 25 to 30 degree curve, negative 20 to 30 degree curve as far as normal range. So I'm at positive one, which means no curve. And, um, you know, granted, I, I, I've been doing things on and off using a dental doing traction, but since, since we got equipment in the office here and we're waiting to open, I'm going over there, I'm doing traction, I'm using my dental and my goal is to really get my, my neck curve back into normal limits as soon as possible. But that's something that for myself, I look back and, and, and I say, okay, I'm, I'm 30, I'm going to be 32 years old. And by the way, my birthday is October 6th during the annual. I know I've thrown yep. that out a couple times to you guys. Okay. No, 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 no worries. I haven't okay. heard that before. You're, you're turning, are you uh, turning what? 26? 
I'm gonna be 32. Ah, uh, okay. Two. See, see how I did that? Unlike how we did, we threw Fred under the bus. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so anyway, so so I mean, looking back and seeing the quality of my spine right now, the fact that I I have a disc at C5, C6 that is thinner than it should be. I mean, to, to the point where it, it, it's a little bit disheartening and disappointing for me because I would expect that being under regular chiropractic care for so long that my spine would be better than the general public and the patients that I see walking through my door. Mm-hmm. And when it's not, I say, okay, something that I'm doing is failing. I I want a good spine. I want my family to have a good spine. I want patients to have a good spine. So I am I am going through CBP protocol to fix my own spine. And, um, you know, I mean, really, uh, all in all, at the end of the day, you know, if you're not, if you're not getting, uh, changes where as you're under chiropractic care and if your spine is not progressing and getting better over time, but if it's getting worse over time, there's a problem. And I've had a series of x-rays over the years and I can attest that my neck has not been getting better. It's been decaying and wearing out, and that's concerning to me. Um, and so that's that's another reason I'm kind of excited to be out here for my own selfish reasons is to get my own spine fixed. Mm-hmm. And can you tell us – I mean we'll switch gears a little bit uh, unless uh, Dr. Fred has something to add because I wanted to get to a little bit about what it is that you and uh, Dr. Deed are planning out there for everybody out in uh, the Boise uh, area. Ooh, okay, well, where do I begin? We have so much stuff going on right now. <laughs> Basically, our, our, our soft opening is October 1st, so meaning we, we're going to be set to start seeing patients October 1st, which is about two weeks. Our, our grand opening is October 20th. Um, basically, our clinic out here, it's, it's the largest corrective care facility on the planet. It's 11,000 square feet. There's a 2,000-square-foot uh, uh, basically doctor training um, center inside of the clinic. And so Deed, Deed's called it the CBP Doctor Institute. And so fortunately now, the vast majority of the CBP seminars, instead of all you guys having to travel all around the country and me having to travel and follow you guys, um, it's actually going to be in one location out here in, in, in Eagle, Idaho. And so a huge a huge benefit to that is now we'll have over 30 different traction machines and setups. And right now we have seven different drop tables. I'm going to have all my gauntlet equipment in my bay. Um, and, and basically every seminar is going to have a hands-on portion so that, so that people will not have to lug all this equipment, traction equipment, and all these different supplies out to hotels. Now it's going to be in one area. So it's really going to just enhance each seminar experience. Yeah, and we don't worry, guys. We will have seminars that we come out to the East Coast. I know what everybody's thinking. Oh, no, I have to travel across the country. And I'm not sympathetic. Neither is Fred with that because, Fred, you're in Seattle, right? You're in Seattle. That's where you're at. And I'm now in New Jersey, and we fly across the country almost every weekend. So I don't, I won't, I don't want to hear it from anybody, or especially Todd. You flew around the country for I don't know how many seminars all over back to back, you know. So, but uh, you also have some other stuff that's going into that clinic too, besides right. uh, tables and things. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, basically um, right right next to the 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 CBP Doctor Institute, we have a 2000 square foot uh, basically exercise in 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 and full uh, full rehab power plate facility. Um, so, very soon we'll have a total of 
of 10 power plates and they were doing power plate training with TRX. We had two personal trainers. Um, and so, so not only is it going to be a full CVP facility as far as in spine rehab, but also addressing just overall health, fitness, weight loss, um, really, really put together to be a full health care facility. It, it, it's called Ideal Spine Health Center. Um, we'll also have a class four K laser. Um, what else are we doing? Can, we are doing everything. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I know you guys, you guys got lots and lots of, lots of stuff there, but that's, I mean, your story is just, it should be inspiring to a lot of people and especially those that think that they have to give up a certain technique to say, okay, well, I was, uh, I was an upper cervical doctor, uh, doing NUCA. I have to give up all NUCA protocols that, if I'm going to do CBP or if it was Gonset or if it was Pearson, that's, it's definitely not the case. Um, no. Dr. Fred, well, you... I get that question all the yep. time when people call elite and they want to move into corrective care and they say, am I going to have to change my technique? And that's the same thing. Like, Hey man, adjust them however you want. We're just going to add rehab. Yep, exactly. And that's, that's the biggest point that I want to do is, you know, this is really about bridging and, you know, you notice that we don't have anything that we're not saying anything about negativity of any techniques. This is all about what can we do to add for the health of the patient, not to that just because something was taught that it is that way. I mean, we taught that the cervical or excuse me, the thoracic and lumbar curves were pieces of circles back, you know, many years ago. Well, you know what? When we found out that there were ellipses, guess what? We changed what we did. We changed our protocols. So whenever we find new research, we go ahead and address that. And that's one of the great things that I'm excited about is that now Dr. Deed is going to be back in practice to the fact that we're going to actually be able to get more hands-on with some of, you know, the research projects, um, you know, that would be based out of your clinic as well, too. Um, right. So I, I'm, I'm sure you're pretty excited about that as well. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's something that really I always dreamed about being part of is, is doing something for the chiropractic profession as a whole, and that was really one of the main motivating factors for my wife and I to really pick up and move. I mean, I mean we walked away from a very successful practice that we built out out in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I mean, I was seeing you know two fifty, two eighty people a week, yeah, and um, and it was growing. Yeah. And we basically had to walk away from that. And it was very difficult. We had patients that we had developed relationships for years, but, but it was really moving on to do something bigger and not just, not just bigger as far as, you know, an 11,000 square foot facility, but something that would really impact the entire profession. Absolutely. Well, on that note, let me say, well, two things. Number one, that's why it's so important that people know how to communicate because you would have never expected you would have left Albuquerque to go to Boise. Right. Yet, how are those all those patients going to live the rest of their life? You know, did you teach them, which we know the answer is yes, after you got in CBP, but do they know that chiropractic is about spinal correction, optimal spine, optimal health, and will they seek out other chiropractors? That can truly deliver that. You know, we never know where life's going to take us. So when every person is standing in front of us, we have a huge, huge responsibility because that's a life or death situation, right? That's right. For the rest of their lives. Yeah, yeah. And and I mean, Fred, really, on that note, you know, 
I mean, part of it is I kind of always saw myself staying in Albuquerque. I was comfortable. I have family out there. But it was also because, you know, like all of us have a little bit of fear. All of us are fear-driven. And there was the fear to say, man, I don't want to start from scratch. I don't want to have to build this up. It took me this many years to build up this practice. And and really, after meeting you and implementing you know, just as a portion of the stuff I learned from you, and I say a portion because I'm still learning from you. Um, you know, I honestly, I felt confident saying I could go anywhere on the planet where there's, you know, spines. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I, I, I'm confident that I could open up a practice anywhere and build it up and be successful in record breaking time. And that's actually our plan in this facility too. So now not only have I gone anywhere, but, I was I was offered a really awesome opportunity, you know, from 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 following you guys along and 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 I guess at least showing that, you know, I was a little bit dedicated. Um, basically, I was I was given you know great opportunity to come out and partner up with Dr. Deed and his wife Shirlene and um, and be a part of this, you know, just monumental facility. Yeah. Well, and are you going to be doing, I mean, I, I want to switch gears because, you know, if I would, if I, if Deed was here, he'd be doing this. Um, are you going to be presenting any of this material as far as any of your case studies anytime soon, anywhere? Like yes. what, what you, what you've done before, and, because it's really unique when you have so many control studies within the same office, it's very powerful because you're the only thing that you changed was rehab. Do you have any, are you going to be presenting that anywhere? Well, in, in two weeks coming up out in, in Arizona, we have the CBP annual. Oh, yeah. We're having that because it's your birthday, and we wanted to get it, have a little get-together for your birthday. I really appreciate you guys doing that for me. Yeah. yeah so, we, planned it, we planned it even before we knew you existed. Wow. We knew it was going to happen. We knew we, we had to throw a party out there in Scottsdale. Nostradamus over here. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so yeah. So, so, basically, I'm actually working on putting that whole presentation together right now. I, I probably have about eight or nine cases. Um, I mean, as everyone can tell from this podcast, I don't really have a problem talking. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to <laughs> that presentation down to a minimum so that, you know, so that it doesn't run over. But, but basically I'll, I'll, I'll probably pick, you know, six to eight really cool cases and go through this and show pre post and show kind of for really a guy that just started implementing this changes that, you know, I mean, basically, Joe, you know, from from, from sending this stuff to you and hearing it from right. Dee, uh, some of the feedback I got from you guys is you, these are changes that that are pretty consistent with some of the top-level CBP guys that have been doing this for years. Yeah, yeah, and it, it really is. It was, it was very shocking. Uh, when you sent over your first case, I was like, okay, yeah, he got lucky. And then you started sending these cases, and I, my comment to Deed was, you know, this guy paid attention. You know, he didn't just come to the seminars. This guy really paid attention. And, it, and it, it's very rare that you went from not knowing anything to being an elite CBP doctor very, very fast um, in your level of dedication. And, you know, it's going to be great to hear from you at, at the annual. And if you guys haven't, you know, booked your tickets yet, that this resort that we're going to called the Boulders in Scottsdale, Arizona, October 5th through 7th, um, it's a gorgeous place from what I've seen. I haven't been there before, but what I see online. But we're going to have some great speakers out there besides, you know, 
yours truly, uh, Dr. Todd Pickman. We're going to have this guy named Dr. Deed Harrison, who you may know a little bit about. Uh, Sandy Haas. We got Brad Glowacki, who is just an amazing speaker. We have a, a world-renowned neurosurgeon, uh, Dr. Smith, that will be there. Dr. Uh, Jason Yeager, and as well as Dr. Brian Paris, who will be bringing in some newer concepts with... Uh, rehab that is you know new into uh, what we're presenting in cbp but it's going to be an awesome event and i'm i'm excited honestly you know of course i'm speaking a little bit on technology but i'm really excited to hear the speakers i'm excited to see these cases todd because i've only seen a couple of your cases now or i only remember a few of them because you've been holding them back because you knew you're going to be presenting so you won't share them with us um except for you shared them with deed but you know, I feel like uh, Fred and I are outcasts. We don't get to see the good stuff yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm holding back. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, the vision, that's awesome. Well, Dr. Fred, I know you're getting close to that. You're going to have to uh, jump out of here. you have any closing remarks for uh, your young protege here, Dr. Todd Pickman? Well, um, in, in uh, 60 seconds or less, Todd, what's your vision, man? As we're moving forward, you're going into a massive clinic. I know you have a vision and plans. Why don't you just take a minute and share what you see and uh, what your vision and what your intention is? Yeah, I mean, think I, you know, really, as far as doing it in sixty seconds, that's asking a lot. But, 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 really, uh, you know, ultimately, the reason that we were willing to walk away from something that we had established for so long and start from scratch is because we wanted to be part of something bigger. Um, and like I said, not just a larger facility, but something that would really help continue to change our profession for the better. And um, CBP Chiropractic, with the research that has been done and the research that has yet to come, which we will be doing a lot of that in our facility, um, that's just something I'm, 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 I'm just really excited to be a part of. Uh, personally, I think my, my, my whole unique uh, ability to contribute is not just to the entire profession, but I'd like to really reach out to other Gonstead doctors um, because I've practiced Gonstead as pure as, as can be, and learning this stuff has really been life-changing for me. And I would really like to just expose other guys uh, and gals who are out there doing the Gonstead system to come to a CVP seminar and start getting exposed to some of this work. Wow. Cool. Right on. Well, hey, Todd, it's been great having you, man. You have an awesome story. We all have great relationships. Looking forward to uh, not only uh, changing the profession together and being great colleagues, but also uh, great friends. So thank you for being an inspiration to all the people out there. Yeah, thank you, Todd. uh, We'll have you again. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right, guys, and in closing, right, I'd, I'd like to say, you know, good night, and I plan to have this one out, and we will stay regular right the, with this, right, uh, Dr. Fred? We're on it, man. We're on it. Yes. Sure. If, if not, you know, since uh, we got we got Todd there, he may just have to give uh, Dr. Deed the boot and be the, the regular here, if, uh, <laughs> you know, because, you know, people are forgetting about this Harrison guy. You know, Pickman is the new guy in town now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We got a new sheriff in town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, guys, it's been great. Todd, thank you for taking some time with us. Really appreciate it. Very inspirational. And we will see you next time on the Chiropractic United podcast. Right on. All right, guys, take care. Bye-bye.